Welcome to AUSA's Membership Matters podcast. This podcast series is designed to help you get the most out of your AUSA chapter experience and to help build a strong sense of community. We educate about what AUSA offers, inform on smart events and opportunities, connect chapters with best practices. We are here today with Kelly Knitter, the chapter president of the Greater Augusta Fort Gordon chapter of AUSA. Kelly's chapter has had a lot of success with community partners, so we are going to talk to her about that today. Kelly, why do you think community partners are important to your chapter? Well, thanks for allowing me to uh, come online. This is great. Our community partners are everything to us. Um, they are the, the linchpin really to our entire organization. Um, they show their support to the, the local and military community. Uh, which then shows their support to their soldiers and their families. And all along, uh, they do this as their, the forefront to support the soldiers. But in the end, they're actually strengthening, strengthening their own organization and their business. So it's a win-win on both sides for our community partners to be so involved in our chapter. And how has your chapter gone about recruiting new community partners? The first thing that is absolutely important is on your board, for your AUSA local board, you must have a real dedicated, high energy, well connected in the, the community, a membership chair. And we take it so seriously that we have a, a, a vice president and a deputy. And so our individual that we had selected was also a retiree from the military. He was the garrison commander at Fort Gordon a few years back. And afterwards, he was able to stand up what we called a Central Savannah River Area Alliance, which actually helps partner the community with Fort Gordon. And he was the director of that, which allowed him to have expand his connections into the community even deeper from when he was a garrison commander. And he happens to be our community partner membership chairman. And without him, we wouldn't be as successful. So that is the most important thing. Um, and then the other thing what we do, um, with him, he'll actually go out and invite people to be uh, community partners. And then at our uh, monthly breakfast and briefings, we just held a community partner membership drive. And it, we try to entice them to everybody bring in three new community partners. Um, and in the end, you would get a $50 gift certificate, um, you know, kind of like to go shopping at Christmas time. So that particular membership drive lasted from the 1st of September to the end of December. And uh, we didn't get anybody who got three, but we had a whole bunch of community partners who went out and recruited two. And so we've um, significantly increased within just a few months some of our community partner numbers, which was a big success. What kinds of things like sponsorship of events or services do you use your community partners for? So we have two main events that happen every year. And the first one is support to our Fort Gordon Christmas house. And we've seen um, almost like a 300% increase this year alone in just our, in getting our community partners involved in helping raise money and collecting toys for the Christmas house. Our Fort Gordon Christmas House supports over 300 families, and this year it exceeded 600 kids that it um, supported with Christmas toys. And one of the one of our community partners, who is also a board member, 
he came up with a great creative idea called 100 Bikes in 100 Days. Last year he did it, and I think he only had like 17 days, but he did really well in, in collecting bikes. So this year he decided, you know, let's go full out with 100 Bikes in 100 Days. And we started in July, we ended in November, and ultimately we raised over a hundred and fifties, I think 150 bikes with helmets. And then on top of that, we were able to donate um, $6,000 in cash that helped provide, uh, you know, the, the purchasing of all the toys. So the community partners saw a need and they were getting immediate feedback because every month we would promote and have special raffles when they showed up to our events. And if they came with a $20 toy, then they would get a special raffle ticket. And the raffles were pretty high end. We had like a $600, another community partner donated a, a two day stay in their hotel, which was you know almost $600. And those are the things that we were raffling off just to entice people to contribute to our main effort, which was the Christmas house. So that was one. And then the second thing that we do is we have a golf tournament every year and that's our primary um, fundraiser and the funds for that go towards our scholarships going and they have to have a connection to the military either um, an active duty or reservist um, military member or their families and so our community partners feel that warm connection that they're having they may not know soldiers but they're able to work through us to have a huge impact on the military and they like it and so that's where our, you know, what we do is we ask our community partners to really support us in those two areas. You just shared with us how your community partners help your chapter. Can you talk about how you believe your chapter supports your community partners? We offer up an annual pass to Fort Gordon because our monthly meetings are on Fort Gordon. And there are many um, entities within our local community who have lived here all their lives and have never been on Fort Gordon. And so when we offer that up saying that you have a free pass to come on board and you can go to the golf course, which is our, you know, the number one golf course in the army, you can go to our, um, our post dinner theater, which is a regional winner um, in, in our local area. And so those are the kinds of things that we entice them with saying, it's, there's some good things, not only are you supporting soldiers, but in return, this is what you can also receive. That is excellent. And how do you retain the community partners you already have? So again, it goes back to uh, the two main people are the membership chairs, the vice president and the deputy. They are closely monitoring the community program or community partner program. We have our monthly um, executive board meetings and we get updates every single month on who's new, who is about to expire, and, and, you know, and or who's already expired. And so we look at a 90-day out kind of a schedule, so we're always able to stay ahead before someone just immediately says no. And if we haven't heard from them after our membership chair sends an email out to them asking for their renewal, but if we haven't heard from them, then it immediately goes into a phone call. If the, the CP membership chair or their deputy doesn't call, then one of the board members calls. If we still don't get a final answer, that's when we go down knocking on doors and we're doing our face-to-face -face and we're really trying to get 
you know, why, why haven't you, or why don't you? Um, and sometimes we'll hear, you know, we did send it in and, you know, we've tried to run that down. So we're very effective by just having a proactive approach to, to making sure that our CPs are retained. Finally, I just wanted to ask, how do you get your community partners involved with your chapter? Do you have positions on the board for them? Do you find that they volunteer a lot? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, I'm glad that you brought up the uh, the board members. We have half of our board members are community partners who have been um, a, a strong supporter, and so therefore we offer them a seat at at the board so they can have, make even a, a greater impact. So that is one. We want to have a blend of just you know military retirees, community partners, you know even even those who just love the military but haven't don't have a, a true real connection to it uh, through the family. So so that is one. We offer these uh, monthly updates for the breakfast and briefings. And what we do for sponsorship, we ask $100 for now we're up to seven different sponsors. Every single month we're able to get um, they have a, a table so they can have a display so they can show their business. Um, we, we announce them. We recognize them monthly. We put it on our newsletter. We get their recognition on social media. And so we try to do our best just to try to highlight and showcase who's out there supporting for that particular event. And also during these monthly meetings that we have on Fort Gordon, we ask one special sponsor to support the $100 and it goes towards our scholarship. So $700 goes into the account for just regular sponsorship. Another 100 comes in for our scholarship fund. And, uh, and when we send out the email in December asking for um, volunteer sponsors for these events for the upcoming year, it literally sells out in five hours. And so we were so successful this year that, and we've always only had five, we decided to let's raise it to two more um, because people want to help and sponsor. And so they did. Um, we just had to ask and they, and they came to the call. We have uh, our young professionals is is now taking off and we're asking our community partners um, to even help with that. So and they like the idea that they're now able to give a class and to showcase. We have, you know, a, a business marketing uh, community partner who wanted to give classes like on leadership and we had some veteran owned businesses or with a lot of veteran support and they wanted to give classes on leadership. So, you know, we just went in within one month of advertising, we went from one month being filled to probably eight months being filled with activities. We do a army Navy uh, support, you know, army Navy game event in December and it, that is, is taking off. We started out with only, 40 people and this year we went up to 100 people and we have six full sponsors we get an army burger and so you know as we're growing and we're coming up with some creative fun ideas I think the community partners are realizing this is value we are getting something out of it it's not just a 
a normal event that, you know, for networking that chambers. It's unique, it's different, and we have a purpose to help the military, and that's what our community likes to do. I think having a table display at your monthly breakfast, allowing your community partners to do that is an excellent idea. Um, Kelly, I just want to thank you for calling in today, and we appreciate everything that you had to say about your community partner program. It sounds like your chapter is doing amazing things down there in Augusta. We are, and thanks so much for allowing us to showcase it. We're really proud of what's happening at Fort Gordon and the greater Augusta area. Paul joins us from our Hawaii chapter. Paul, can you share a little bit about how you use community partners in Hawaii? In our community partnership program, we didn't want to go out to our community partners, our corporate structure in Hawaii, and have to constantly ask them for funds. So we put together a program that says it's an a la carte menu. Pick what you want to attend that we host throughout the year. We have various levels of contributions, donations for that, so that um, they know exactly what they're getting before the year starts, so they can budgetarily plan for that. And we utilize that as a way of uh, connecting them to the military. Some just want meet and greet opportunities. Some just are philanthropic. They just want to donate. We don't restrict um, their funds. They give us donations. But we give them a, a choice right up front as to what you're going to get for your level of support and donation, whether it be simply... Uh, the base donation or whether it be up to we have $25,000 donors so they run the gambit when each level they get a little bit more um, exposure if that's what they're looking for. I've seen your model for the community partner program the options you offer it's amazing membership is not a one-size-fits-all part of their contribution goes toward their community partner dues the rest goes toward supporting your programs is that correct? Yes we, we okay. certainly disclose right up front that they will get designees for the AUSA at the national level that they get so many designees we don't um, eliminate that they get everything that they would get at the national level we just created our own community partner sub chapter I mean sub level I guess you folks have one at the national level we take some of the same sustaining partners that you folks have at national level and they donate locally so people say why would a large corporation who's already giving to national want to donate to your local environment well again we are here we're connecting to the soldiers and to the, to the command structures here. They need exposure if that's what their desire is, or they're just philanthropic. So we, will, we make the same opportunity available with just more uh, targeted towards our local geographical uh, environmental area so that they get exactly what they want here. And we take input from them as to what we should be adding to the mix or removing from the mix. And that's where we tie in with our community partners on a really a, a partnership level. And I think that's the instrumental word. It's a partnership. It's not a give me, give me, give me. It's a let, how can we partner to make your existence here uh, more beneficial? And how can we um, gain what we need to give our soldiers on the ground here? That's incredible. We're so impressed with the creativity and thoughtfulness of our chapters in growing membership, including young professionals and community partners in their event programs. For more ideas on events and how to host them, be sure to check out the Ask Toolkit at ausa.org ask.